strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go there's just not enough room in the Philly streets to like do it how New York's doing it. And that's, you know, not that cities much are just not the places to be right now. Yeah. Cities just yeah, are not exactly. where you want to be. Like, they'll get back. What? They'll get back though. Like I, I talked to this girl I'm friends with the other day about this where she's like, yeah, my friends are all, she lives in New York. She's like, my friends are all like amped. They're all moving out of the city and give them a few months. There's only so much to do socially where it's like, oh, like, Let's go to that pizza place down the street. There's a reason New York's New York and LA is LA. You know, at the end of the day, we'll get back to cities being cities. It's just going to be not next week, next month. It's going to probably be later next year. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like right now, anything that has outdoor activities like Colorado or sun and outdoor weather like Florida are just ideal. For sure. And for and our viewers, we're live here. Uh, we're me, Dan, and Corey are chopping it up live, bootstrapped in the trenches. Uh, sorry we missed you last week. I actually came down with COVID. So now all three of us have had COVID. Dan had another test positive and then luckily had a second test that was negative. Shows the testing system is still out of whack somewhat. The fact that that even happens is pretty crazy. Um I wouldn't have even gotten tested if it wasn't for coming to Denver to go see our father who has an underlying condition. So it's crazy that I, you know, I definitely would have ended up getting tested the way I felt after I ended up finding out I had COVID, but it's just crazy to, it's not like it was a placebo effect. I definitely had it. I'm luckily fully recovered now, but it's crazy to think how you, you get told you have COVID and then it just went downhill. Like, it's like right after I got told that I started feeling like crap and you know, the psychology behind that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that. First off, you definitely look like you've fully recovered, but like you kind of looked have. like crap when yeah. you first had it. And oh yeah. Again. When I tested positive, which is crazy, I had COVID like months ago, I think it was in July. I started to do exactly what you just said. I started to feel sick basically the next day. And I was like, damn, like, do I actually have COVID? And then as soon as I found out that I was negative when I got the next test, because I got tested again once I found out I was positive, it was like the reverse effect. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I feel fine. I'm going to go on a run. I'm going to go work out. And then now I just feel completely normal. Back to being COVID-free. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, Corey, I just went for a run. I'm like, you know, not back to my full workout strength yet, but getting there, it takes a little time to get the rust off and, you know, push it hard. Like I have yet to actually push it, push it. Yeah, I felt like it took me like yeah. a good four or five days to really have a good workout. Yeah, and I've got, I've had four days in a row now with a workout, so that's when I know I'm like getting yeah, back. Getting there. Yeah, so that's just been crazy. And then, you know, obviously president Trump had it. We think who knows it was talk about a a quick recovery. I'm sure he'll bring that up in the next debate that he was the fastest to ever recover from COVID, but it's crazy. He came out and said, don't, it's nothing to uh, be afraid of. It's like that. When I heard that, I'm like, man, that's not really the right message. I think to send out after getting COVID when you're the world. 
like that. Yeah, because there's no doubt. I mean, no matter how old you are, obviously COVID affects people differently, but it does knock you on your ass. Oh, man. We're all in really good shape. Corey, you had it bad. Mike, I could say you had it bad because you are not the quickest person to admit when you're feeling a little bit sick. So I could tell over the last week and a half, you know, you're sleeping more. You like were admitting that you were feeling like I was being you down. I mean, you guys know when I'm acting like a normal human being that I'm sick as shit because I'm not normal (laughs) when it comes to like energy and things like that. I rarely for our viewers, you as you guys know, I've never been a big sleeper. I sleep three to four hours a night. It's not that I don't want to sleep more, I can't. And during this, there were a couple 14-hour night sleeps where I'd pass out at like 6 p.m. And next thing I knew, it's eight in the morning. And I'm like, oh, man. For anyone yeah, that's just, ever had mono, it's like a 10 yeah. times worse than that. Dude, that's a great comparison. Yeah, it's, it is funny. Mike's Mike with COVID is just a, nor- a normal person's energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was just like, man, I don't know how like I, I take for granted my energy level. And now I don't. Because now even yeah. getting it back, I'm like, wow, that's a gift. Because it's really, yeah. it was crazy how I could not move around for like 10 days. I'll also say, and I don't know if this is just because I'm not in as good of shape as maybe I was like six or eight months ago, but I feel like I haven't fully gotten back to the same energy levels that I had pre-COVID. And I had COVID in July. Like, I just feel like I, I'm just a little slower on my feet with like, when I go on runs, I feel like I'm not going as far. I feel like I just don't have the same energy levels that I did before COVID. I don't I've know. I've heard that a lot. I've heard a yeah. lot of that. So is that happening to you, Corey? Because, Mike, I know you're still coming off of it. I I feel back to normal now, but I definitely went through a period of struggling to get back to my normal self. I feel like it was like a two-month period. But I am hearing, like, everyone who's had it saying – you know, everyone asked me that question is um, because everyone says they've had lingering side effects that last for months and they still don't feel normal. You know, even a couple of my friends who've had it when I had it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't last and stay with us. I mean, I think really what that leads me to believe when I hear these things, which is just scary, this was not a natural virus. Like this had to be a an accidental release from a lab. I don't think this was at all blatantly thrown out there by well, anyone. Isn't that like a known thing? Well, I mean, I think there's been a debate about it, but what, even the way I felt throughout this, I could just tell, like the way my taste buds were feeling, my mouth felt like it was like a bio weapon, literally, yes, where sure. I was like, this is, you know what I mean? It felt like there was like silver and something in my mouth, like steel in my mouth, where I was well, like, you know, what the hell is this? Well, that's, that's the one weird. thing I still have. I still taste that daily. Uh, like I wake up with that exact taste in my mouth every single day. And that okay. right there is a biological, a biological weapon. Like legitimately, I hate to say it, but when you think about the side effects of that and the, even the fact that that's a thing, I was like, this is not natural. Well, I, don't, I mean, the thing is like most sicknesses don't attack your nervous system and that's what COVID does. So exactly. we're just not used to it because normally right. when we get sick, that's just not a side effect. So when it attacks your nervous system, it just starts doing things that you're not necessarily prepared for. Like, you know, losing your taste buds, losing your smell buds. Maybe you go numb in the face. Things that just are outside of the normal realm for when you get sick. And I just think that's something that that's why the world is going to be forever changed now with certain trends and habits. Because even seeing that this could happen, regardless of how it happened, 
and what uh, an impact it could make on the world, really. It's just there's going to be certain things with stay-at-home trends that aren't trends. They're just going to become normal, commonplace ways of life where it'll be like, oh, remember the times when that wasn't the case? Like, I just think like a lot of work-from-home things, you're going to just see companies being like, you know what? It's better off to just keep this as an option for life. And you're seeing big companies doing that already for numerous purposes, like the future of, you know, the environment for one, for efficiency with, we've gone over it for years, the carpool lanes and how there's been all this traffic. When you really break it down, a lot of that traffic was not necessary and won't be happening in the future where you've got a bunch of people going to a place they don't need to be going to for a meeting that didn't have to take place. So- That's where I think there's going to be some great things that come from this for the world. And that's where like the optimist in me, I I saw Simon Sinek, a quote on this. He basically was saying optimism is just believing in the future. When you think about it, it's thinking like, oh, we're going to progress. Humanity is like always when we look at history, it's gotten phenomenal compared to where we were. And you've got to think this made everyone pause there. Obviously it's been a disaster, but I think a lot of goods come from this where people are rethinking relationships and communication and just having way more self-awareness. It's forced that hand across the board. Yeah. That, you make a lot of really good points there. It'll be interesting to see actually what happens with the commercial offices. Cause you're right. I mean, even our company, we're not renewing our office and this is our last month in our office. I was there today dealing with the move out process. We're going to be just going to the complete remote style left storage unit. And for most companies, I think what'll be kind of like a growing trend is just the whole concept of like renting out a conference room, like once a week, just to get the team together for a meeting. But the actual, yeah, the actual trends of actually renting office space, that seems like it's going to die out. And then maybe these places could turn into like some green renewable energy or like maybe they turn into like more like building gardens. You know what I mean? I um, think you'll have experiences like what you're talking about, renting things out where team like team building, where it'll be like, let's do a FaceTime and it'll yeah. they'll turn it into like a game, an experience, a fun thing where it's like, yeah, let's yeah, do a game, game exercise. Yeah, escape rooms. I think we're going to see a lot of conversions, especially with where augmented reality is heading. You guys remember the laser tag days, how much we all used to love that as teenagers. We're going to see more of that. Yeah, we're going to see way more of that with all this space. You're just going to start seeing that mentality take over the the whole gamification movement. We've talked about it for years, playgrounds with kids, malls, house parties. Like that's the future in my mind. Even with these DraftKings pen apps, being able to gamble with peers, you're you're gonna have a lot of cool things with that. And I think same with team building and offices. Sounds like a fun future. Yeah, yeah it does. I, I think it, yeah. well, we've shelved technologies for a long time, and you're gonna start seeing things come to fruition where that's what happens. What's so cool about the world we're in? People don't even realize what's out there that's been already built that has yeah. not been unleashed, and we're gonna start seeing that because there's been this gap of time almost since the internet sped up and mobile apps came out. There's been this few year grace period, which has to happen. You have to let people catch up and let things become second nature before you unleash the hounds. When you think about it. Yeah. We're almost entering a new period where people will look back at like the era where labor used to be a part of the world. Pre COVID, pre COVID. And this is going to expedite this pandemic expedites a lot of this. 
Yeah, yeah. Dan, what you're saying makes a lot of sense with just companies just having like, you know, renting space to have smaller meetups. My sister works for a fashion company. They have like a few thousand employees. And right now she's going in one day a week and she's in like the upper management, but there's only 30 people who go into the office now to meet and they go over things. But it's like, why have an office for 2000 people when you're only utilizing 30 of them? I know it's short term right now, but yeah, it's kind of... But short term, and then the company see what kind of money they're saving if if they didn't actually keep that office space, which for a lot of companies, it's huge. Like our company, it's like having literally a full-time employee when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, just for space. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, And yeah, guys, we've launched Lodell in Ogden, Utah. I think it's been pretty crazy for us because on one end, delivery demand is through the roof on and we now have an opportunity to explore an audience that we never have that wouldn't have ordered food delivery before this like people like our parents and you know people in these communities these college towns have uh, for the most part gone back into lockdown mode with naturally yeah. with food season coming up cases upticking and for us i think we could all attest to a, a market launch normally we'd be on the ground right now like in ogden passing out food and getting to know people. And, you know, for all of our viewers, like I know we're live on B-Town Menus, Hungry Buffs. Everyone knows we're up against big competitors in our industry. Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates was already acquired, but these companies have billions of dollars behind them. We're a self-funded family-run business. And our game is getting to know you, you getting to know us. We're humans. We're not robots. We kind of joke around. We're competing against robots. Uh, it's not really a joke when you think about it. These companies are as robotic as you get. And I'm not saying that necessarily as a bad thing for their model, but it's not our model. And our bread and butter since we started this business was getting out there and getting to meet you. That's part of why we started this podcast, even putting a face. Like we, we always talk about, Dan asked me once, Corey, what distinguishes us from those big guys? we humanize the space, I'd like to say. And I'm not saying we're on their their level of recognition. We're not even close being in the number of markets we're in. But I like to think that there's still that community building mentality. And now more than ever, people seem to be in the narrative of supporting small businesses again. But it's tough for us. Yeah, we're not able to be in person. So we have to build trust right now virtually, which is interesting. And it's very challenging. Yeah, because we're building trust the way national competitors are also building trust. Um, but on the other hand, I had a restaurant call me today, um, the chef he's in Philly in Ogden, who's just launched with us today. And, you know, he was telling me he only worked with DoorDash, but he now works with us because he wanted a local company. He wanted someone he could talk to. He wanted someone he could reach out to. And he's like, I'm not working with Uber, Grubhub, or the other ones. It's just I picked one national competitor and I'm picking one local guy. And I want you guys to get my business, so I'm giving you the link. And anytime someone calls me about delivery, I'm giving that to you. So it's like that's how we're currently building up the local presence right now is through the restaurants, getting all those links. I mean, this is the most links I think we have in a new market in a long time. So yeah. once you know, if we can build up a base just on that and then obviously in the future win locally on the ground, I think we'll be in really good shape for this market. Yeah, Corey, you've been crushing the link game. And I think give kudos to Corey for our company of really making us understand the value in that on another level with what's going on in the space. And I think that for us and Dan, for me and you really have been trying to 
behind closed doors figure out how to scale our own personalities, all of us, us three, where it's like, we want to get to know everybody. And we always say, love or hate Donald Trump, the guy has conversations. He meets people on another level. He wants to already get back campaigning because that's what America is all about when you think about it. It's people meeting people. It's barbecues, it's communities, being out and about and having faces. Like that's what humanity is all about. That's how we're at the top of the food chain, cooperation. So I'm more than ever, I almost took for granted the years and got burnt out from it, honestly, at times. It's not easy going grassroots marketing and meeting people is exhausting, but it's, it's also extremely gratifying and it gives you an energy. You guys know what I'm talking about. That end of the day, being in a market oh, yeah. where you've talked to thousands of people, there's an energy there and it's because you're bonding with so many different people you've never met. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And every time you heard. No, I was just going to say, it's also to this day, the only thing that we could really directly look at and say, okay, this works. Like anytime yeah. we do that, it directly leads to orders. Anytime we launch a market and we try and do something else and we don't do that, there's no guarantee that there's going to necessarily order be orders that come in. It's almost yeah. like the only way to really generate orders is having one-on-one -on -one conversation. With and keep in mind people. that for now, even like we've seen, there's no shortcuts, right? Everything we know we win in is creating a bottleneck that is tedious. That's the game we're in. And even when it comes to like, I've seen the numbers game. I'll send out LinkedIn messages, Instagram messages, one out of X response. X amount open them. And it's those next level efforts, like the early days with the emails, with B-Town and Buffs and the calls. You don't see results at first, but then you do by keeping the hammer on. Yeah, it's that's why, I mean, there's no doubt, like even talking this out loud right now, the most valuable thing that we could be doing as a company once the dust settles with all this and even beforehand is obviously us having the conversations when we can, but finding somebody in each market that really gets that and us figure out the best way to like properly manage them where we have those thousands of conversations happening in every single market, every single week. Cause that's yeah. something that I feel like as a company, we've gotten away from really in the last few years, not just cause of the pandemic. Like we were already getting away from that, trying to kind of make this pivot to this new digital era that we're in. And I think it's necessary, obviously, because that's the type of marketing that people expect. But well, that's a compliment. For us, it's not the foundation. Well, yeah, I keep going back to like Logan specifically. And when you look at what really got that market going, it was the it was the ground and pounds. And that's like our newest market to really have like really good results directly from that. And that was in this recent digital era where we had this mentality where that type of marketing's dead. Like we've never actually failed with that type of marketing. We've only yeah. kind of gone away from it and then seen our numbers sometimes drop off and then, you know, try and do things that are still not that. But anytime we've done that, even from like the early days when we were not even doing many orders, if we went out and gave out 500 lighters on campus in a day, like you would see more orders that day just because of that knowing that you had 500 conversations. Well, the power like, of yeah. that is that when you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation in person, you gain trust and then that scales because someone tells someone else and even people seeing us with our shirts on Las Cruces, New Mexico State campus and Logan, Utah even in, State. Even in Denton, when we did it in yeah. Denton, when we all oh, were there, initially it worked. 
that same day, we did 10 orders the first day. You know, we obviously killed it. We had like eight people out there just crushing it. But yeah, every single market we've done it in, it, it has worked. It's just there. And what, but it's good. This gives us the time too, though, now knowing right now we can't do those things. So it allows, right. it makes us figure out other ways while we wait to be able to do that again. What else exactly. can we do? And I think we've been coming up with some cool things that we're testing. Like yeah. LinkedIn, we talked about offline. LinkedIn is unbelievable. It really is. No, for sure. It's just interesting to reflect on this right now because like when you look at Ogden, that's where Weber State is, right? And obviously yeah. there's more going on in Ogden than just Weber State, but there's no doubt if we spent, not right now because we can't, but if we had one day on that campus where we arranged to give out like 2,500 slices of pizza in one day, that market would have probably, you know, at least 250 customers signed up ordering regularly, like just yeah. for one day. We, were, we would hit 20 orders in a day instantly. No doubt about and, it. Yeah. So that's what we're going like, to, we know we're going to do that when we can. The reality is that's coming. Well, and yeah. We'll, and I think like to kind of, we almost need to buy a, like the way we evolve on it is in the past when we like do these rodeo trips where we'll go on the road to try and acquire new users it's all about us trying to acquire new users, which is great, but we almost need to go on the road with the mentality of trying to meet somebody who is interested in that type of marketing, who's going to be like, what's going on here? And we're like, this is what we're all about. And then us making the whole trip about finding somebody who's going to carry on that marketing when we leave. For sure. That's where, yeah. Cause that's kind of where we've, that's been our biggest challenge is we can go and we can get a bunch of customers signed up, but unless we stay in a market, it's it's been tough to like keep up with that momentum. And that's because we've never really had somebody where we deep down know that person is doing, like they're grinding, they're hitting it hard, they're having the conversations. And I don't know if part of that is on us or part of it's maybe on like figuring out the right payment structure. Uh, it's I don't a know combo of both. I think it's I also like the mentality of knowing that's part of our agenda going in. Haven't like specifically been in a market to find someone like in Bloomington, we were able to do that multiple times because, you know, I lived there. I was able to meet people, you know, spend a lot of time with them. But here we're just going in and out of a market, not really knowing anyone personally. We're just trying to find someone and, you know, you don't build that relationship up personally. And that's why we've seen success through a driver relationship in Logan at first yeah. is that that gives them that trust build up with us. Yeah, but which hasn't been really scalable because we've tried that in other markets. We haven't been able to find I think them. it's all about the people. It's fine. There's all, there's great people everywhere. You just have to find them. It's it's about just the relationships. And 100%. like Corey said, you know, we have to just spend more time in those markets to find those people is the yeah. reality. Yeah, it was also so, like even in Bloomington, those were like real like they were actually salaried employees, like full-time jobs. You know, yeah, they weren't making hourly pay or it was just, you know, they were very incentivized and motivated. I think of the per order thing is fascinating. We have to just master the whole referral and getting these students amped up while students to be helping us. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think that's the best model we can instill for our company in the college ecosystem is a dominant program for like a student ambassador, like an Isaiah in Boulder, a Roman in Boulder and you know, whoever we find in Bloomington where kind of like when we got started in this with that just amped up mentality and Corey, even with you early on with us. Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. And, you know, now is a perfect time because, you know, the, the job market outside when you graduate college, it's not, nobody knows anything. It's the future is yeah. not 
right? I mean, who knows? So yeah, the freelance freelance movement skyrocket as we've seen with Fiverr, with the the company and the stock. That's just yeah, the era yeah. we're in now more than ever. But like back to what Corey was saying, like you even look at the way they used to do it. Why not with the line menus and that guy that they eventually hired once they moved on to Baltimore, I forgot his name, but like the guy who ran that market, cause that market was big enough that like it justified somebody local on the ground. That might be where we need to sit back and think about like, okay, Bloomington and Boulder might require like that. They probably should have a similar setup where there is somebody that is essentially a full-time salaried employee, not this, BS bonus per order thing, which is great for a college student, but like for somebody that we actually want to put in, you know, 40 hours a week and run events and put out fires with restaurants and actually run a market, it, it, it definitely is not going to be somebody that's getting paid on orders that they bring in. Yeah, it really is a full time job. Definitely entails yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's something, something for us about. to think about. Big time. Yeah. And I, and I think we've, you know, seen how hard it is to really get markets growing the way they need to be when everything's just run remote from afar. When somebody's in a market hustling, the market does great. We've seen well, remote, remote uh, branding is not a, for us a way for us to win. The reality is that's the model of a VC backed national brand yep. where they could j just pump money into digital ads and offer coupons. Like that's not, you know, that's not our model. Yeah. But then we have to ask ourselves, like we, we always say how that's not our model, but yet like we spend thousands of dollars a month doing that stuff. Well, I think and right we, now we're not able to do what we do best at all because we can't yeah, I wonder, be in person. I wonder how much we could trim our budget on that kind of stuff if we actually did have the people in town, you know, working full time. Oh, I mean, we would have to completely cut it out. Well, the the really have to, but you could almost make the argument that it would make sense because the way I have to see it is we almost do that peace of mind to feel like we have impressions out, but it's one of those things where unless we're spending X amount, which we're probably spending way under that, it probably is just so insignificant compared to like what the companies are spending out there. So it's like, all right, we're up against, let's say Postmates and DoorDash, they're running digital ads. Let's say they're spending five to 10 times what we're spending. It's like, are our ads even doing anything or is it just a complete waste? Whereas we go way harder on the in-person stuff because that's really been our company. You know, that's always been our thing is we're local. Well, there, well a conversation is way more impactful than an impression. And yeah, as we know, so it's on a whole nother level. I mean, yeah. it's so congested on social media. I mean, you're seeing hundreds, yeah. thousands of ads a day compared to that in-person conversation is just priceless. There's no way for us to be winning on digital advertising in the space we're in. There's no doubt it's great for certain things and certain companies. I think for us, for actual user acquisition, sure, if we give out coupons, we can get users. That's what that's for. If we want to get aggressive with certain coupons, we run ads, we can activate users. It's funny though, because like just talking this out loud, it sounds like what we're doing right now, and obviously we're doing what we have to just in the pandemic era, but like even before that, we're spending more money on coupons and then more money on digital advertising because we've kind of gone away from having like a local person on the ground. And what you're saying is if we had a local person on the ground, and I, I agree with you, we'd 
run less coupons, which we'd save way more money running less coupons. And then we wouldn't be like run in, in these endless black holes of digital advertising. Cause let's be real. That's what it is. Like the way I see digital advertising is like, you see a little bit of uh, enough results to kind of almost justify it to be like, all right, it's uh, a black hole for people that don't this. understand. <laughs> what they're, it's a black hole. If you don't know what you're doing, the reality is there's no doubt there's jackpots. Like if we figure out LinkedIn correctly, with conversions and the right ads, we could hit a huge jackpot. Part of our yeah, problems is patience too, where we yeah. yank things without letting them mature. I don't know how many times Gary Vaynerchuk has gone over that. Chris Miller went over that. How long it takes for certain ads to reach a hump where it takes on its own momentum. We've been very quick to pull plugs on things off of being frustrated with lack of results. That's part of it. No doubt about it. So I, I think there's a couple ends of that. But you guys, we got to get Quizmaster Sean on here. Quizmaster Cash. Where is he? Hey, Cash. <laughs> and now your host, Whoa. Sean Connell. There he is. Hey, everybody. Wow. Thank you. Thank wow. you for another excellent episode. I, thank you. I really appreciate it, everybody. Mike, how are you feeling? <laughs> Feeling better, Conch. Thank you. I'm back at it for Quizmaster Sean time. That's fantastic. We were all worried. Now, today on uh, Win Mike Rowland's Lunch, Dan and Corey are going to try and win Mike's lunch. Everyone's going to be asked two questions if they beat the Food King Mike to get a $25 food credit at our sponsor, Lodell.com. Lodell, where food meets bellies. Now, a quick note of a rules change this week. There'll be no more danger question. Instead, if you come in last place, you will have to perform the food punishment. Yes. Now, does everyone have their packages with them? Yep. Unfortunately, I have bad news. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of town. I'm not home. Dan, Dan you didn't sure. bring that to Denver? I didn't bring it. I wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have let me on a plane with Conja's mysterious package. <laughs> so you're asking, I brought Conja's package on a plane. I wasn't arrested. The packages are safe for a plane. So instead, we're going to have another rules change. Next week, there will be a double food penalty. <laughs> yeah, the there we go. people who come in second and last will both have to perform the penalty. There's no well, good to Sean, doesn't Corey and Dan now, no matter what, have some sort of trick up your sleeve for next week since they well, didn't bring theirs? I'll tell you what, something's going to happen and the crowd's <laughs> going to love it. <laughs> there well, we go. Now that all the stuff is out of the way, let's get down to our first contestant, Dan. Now, Dan, first, before we get going, there is a debate going on, on the internet as to what the best Chinese dish is. Maybe you could tell this for us. People are saying it's either duck or bass. What is your favorite of those two? Kaboy, could you repeat the question? I'm getting some internet lag here. What is your favorite Chinese dish, duck or bass? Oh, duck. Wait, what's that? Did you say what do I prefer, duck or bass? Yeah. Duck. I, I, it sounds like you're saying that you like to eat. I, I, this is a family <laughs> podcast. We don't want that here, okay? <laughs> Take that garbage somewhere else, all right? <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna do that. And if I said bass, you're gonna be like, beep, uh, playing off like yeah. I said, I'm gonna eat ass. I get it, kind of very clever. I actually have a PG debate that has also been going on on the internet. People are wondering whether or not the mustache is real or fake. Well, 
that's going to be have have to be an episode, another episode, because that won't be revealed today. So it's been established Dan likes beating both and so let's get down to the questions. Dan, your categories are out of this world, spices, condiments, that's nuts, staying healthy, and sweet tooth. I think we know what Dan's going to pick. Sweet tooth. Sweet tooth Dan is up. Which food has the highest, oh, sorry, sweet tooth. With annual sales of about $2.6 billion, which candy is the top selling candy in the U.S.? Uh, the question, the choices are, M&Ms. Uh, before you get going, the choices are peanut butter cups, M&Ms, Snickers, and Hershey's chocolate bars. M&Ms. I didn't even need the choices there. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer sorry, is Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, my God. And getting cocky there, not even waiting for the choices. Look what I, happened. I, I thought I, like, knew that. Like really knew that. I didn't even need the choices. Not to mention my answer was one of the choices. So I would have probably picked that answer anyway. I'm having serious internet lag here. Let's keep going. Dan continuing his losing streak. Next up is Corey Arnson. <laughs> now Corey was born in Antarctica while his parents were on a surveying expedition. Uh, how's the experience in the, the warmth uh, a little further north treating you? Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, in New York, pretty nice this time of year much different than uh, Antarctica. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Now your choices are out of this world, spices, condiments, that's nuts, and staying healthy. Ooh, I'm going to go with condiments, Conj. Condiments for the Conj. With 57% market share, which country is the world's largest exporter of mustard seeds? Is it China, India, Mexico, or Canada? Wow. I'm going to go with India. Wrong. Sorry. The correct answer is Canada. Uh, that was a tough one. Yeah. Interesting yeah. note. Nepal produces the most mustard seeds in the world, but exports very little of it. Very popular condiment in Nepal. Interesting. Uh, they got to stay warm somehow out there. Yeah, I knew Indian or mustard seed was a big part of Indian culture. Just had it the wrong way. Indeed. Now we are so far at zero and zero. Food King seems like he's going to defend his lunch. Mike Rowland, you are up next. What are we thinking here? Out of this world, spices, condiments. Oh, not condiments. That's nuts and staying healthy. Out of this world. Out of this world. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> John Glenn was the first American to eat in space during the Friendship 7 flight in 1962. What was the first thing he ate? Was it bacon cubes, freeze-dried peaches, applesauce, or astronaut ice cream? Can you repeat the answers? Indeed, the, the answers are bacon cubes, freeze-dried peaches, applesauce, and astronaut ice cream. I am go. Oh man, this is tough. I want to say freeze-dried peaches, but it seems way too obvious. I'm going applesauce. Well done. It is applesauce. Mike there takes the lead at one nothing nothing. Fantastic. Now that is the end of round one. Congratulations so far. Oh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Now, round really? two. Round two, we're stepping up the intensity here. Dan Rowland, what 
is the category you would like to choose? Spices, that's nuts, or staying healthy? Hmm, that's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> if you went to a one square acre peanut farm, how many peanuts would you see? 30,000, 425,000, 1.5 million, or zero? Wow, good <laughs> question. <clears throat> I'm going to go with zero. The trick, the trick has me here. Zero, you didn't fall into the trap. Peanuts grow underground, so you would see <laughs> zero of them. However, if you could see them, there'd be a total of 1.5 million on one square acre. Wow, that's quite the SAT question next level there. Yeah, like it is indeed. So Dan jumps back into contention to win Mike Rowland's lunch. Ain't happening. Fantastic, fantastic. So next up, Corey Aaron, <laughs> spices or staying healthy? I'll go with staying healthy, Conjure. Staying healthy, fantastic. Everyone's excited about this one. Which food has the highest amount of vitamin C per gram? Some Something good Mike could have known last week. Is it guava, <laughs> oranges, strawberries, or broccoli? Uh, I know that. Wow, I mean, I feel like broccoli's got to be a trick here, but, oh, man. Got to go with the oranges. I'm going to go, I mean, you would think, right? I don't know. I'm going to go with guava. Guava, and that is correct. Guava. There we go, Corey. Nice. I'm off there. It actually has four <laughs> times the amount of vitamin C as an orange per gram. Oranges have done a phenomenal job marketing themselves with Seriously. vitamin C. Guava's got to step it up there. They really <laughs> do. Oranges have a fantastic PR department. That's <laughs> that would know. be a funny ad for us to run, like yeah. knocking a fruit. I love that. Yeah, the listeners are going nuts on Twitter, wondering if you have a ketchup stain that you're hiding under that jacket. Under the <laughs> <laughs> what the most interesting part isn't what's going on up here, it's what's going down beneath the camera. Are you Show us the jacket. Show us the shirt, Conch. This Ooh. shirt I actually got from the set of Better Call Saul. Indeed. I, it's uh certainly out today. Lights for a 70s porn company right after this. <laughs> Indeed. If you want to log on to my 70s porn podcast, I'll post that link later. <laughs> so now we have one to one to one. Mike, you can win the game here, or we will have a three-way tie. Oh, wait, sorry to interject, Conj, but did you fun fact for our viewers, that 70s show star is from Wachung, New Jersey, where we grew up. The redheaded girl. I don't know her name, but Donna. And, uh, yeah, Donna. Laura Prepon is who you're referring to. And uh, yeah, I was actually the show's consultant. Uh however, I it was current day me was the consultant. I went back in time to consult it. I love it, Kaj. Ashton Kutcher's got some competition here. He does. I he knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, with the game on the line, stay, uh, what are we up to? Spices is your They Kenny. call me the Iceman, Kaj. Come on. The Iceman. Can he do it? Can Mike oh, do yeah. it today and defend his crown? Spices. Black peppercorns, one of the most common spices in the world, is classified as this. Is it a berry, a mineral, a seed, or a pepper for the game? Black peppercorn. Indeed, table pepper, as many people would think of it as. And what are the answers of that? 
a berry, a mineral, a seed, or a pepper? I'm going to go with a seed. Is it a seed? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's actually a dry berry. Indeed. Huh. <laughs> I should have gone with that. That was stupid. <laughs> Well, you can't win them all, Mike. Why not, Conch? I got to win them all. That ties it up. Maybe you can. Well, you might be able to right now because we have the tiebreaker question. Now, for all three of you, according to the National Chicken Council, how many chicken wings were consumed in America during Super Bowl 54 weekend? Hint, if you lay them end to end, they would circle the entire earth more than twice. We're going to start off with Corey. Corey, what is your estimate? I'm annoyed because I did this in the Food for Thought one week. Um, damn. Uh, how many chickens total? How many chicken wings? This Not chickens. Is this in the United States? I'll uh, go with the. Is it the United States or is it the world? Just the United States during Super Bowl weekend last year. Go with 30 million. 30 million. Dan Roland, you're up next. I don't know. I am going to go a bit bigger than that, actually. I'm going to go with 350 million. 350 million. And Mike, what do we got here? Mike's going to go I in am, between, like last time. I'm going to go with 210 million. 210 million. Mike's splitting the difference. With no punishment on the line this week, but a double punishment next week. Congratulations, Dan Roland. The correct answer is 1.4 billion. Dan wins by having that. 1.4 billion. Damn it, I knew that. I had that as one of my food trivia things. That, Dude, that you was had to go with at least a I blame COVID for this yeah. one. I'm not. I'm not in my. I'm not fully back yet. This was no, a, my math. Ten yeah. percent of the people have wings. Out of those people, they each have ten wings. So that's 300 million. That's cool. No way most people aren't eating 10 wings. Well, more than 10% of people are eating wings. So that's true. I'm, that, telling, that's true. I'm telling you the math that went through my head. Wait, Couch, Dan was supposed to lose this easily. What happened here? Well, with no punishment on the line, I did yeah, purposely make right. lose. See, that's what happens. If there's nothing really on the line, I can't win. I'm too competitive. That, I, that's knew, I knew I won that before Kanji yeah. even announced it. After Mike said 200 mil, I was like, I won. <laughs> we're quite confident. Fantastic. Well, a round of applause for Dan Roland, everybody. And with that, this has been Win Mike Roland's Lunch. Hopefully, you all come back next week and check it out while we have two people eat something disgusting and one person <laughs> win a $25 food credit to Lodell.com. Lodell, where your stomach becomes less hungry. I like that. Food meets bellies. Fantastic. Great job, Conch. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike, Dan, and Corey. And enjoy the rest of your podcast. I'll see you all next week. That Thanks, is Quizmaster Sean. Thanks for joining us. Sean's Thanks, been Sean. killing it. Unbelievable. Best host. He's really, you know what it is? I've gotten Conch in the mode now where he's realizing this could turn into its own business. So he's kind of like looking at this as a, a way to get himself out there for helping companies with uh, customer retention. Yeah. I love how every week gets better and better. Like his yeah. technology, his sound effects, everything. The thing with Sean Connell for our viewers, I've known the kid since I was four. When he puts effort into something and that he actually cares about, he is un he's very gifted. It's always been like that in any facet since we were little kids. 
Like if he actually cares about something, he crushes it. Big time. Kind of reminds me of like one of those game show hosts that you see if you're scrambling through the channels at 3.30 in the morning and just happen to like stop (laughs) something that you've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Like an infomercial for like something that you could scrub guaranteed. Like this will not leave any grease no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great job, Akanj. Um, And yeah, I think we were, you know, I know we were going over our whole low Dell game plan. I think the reality is, guys, it's been the pandemic's given us a lot of time to reflect and obviously figure out how to be in survival mode. And we're all clearly anxious to get on the ground again when we can. I think it's given us like a renewed firepower almost where it's like we're now like anxious to just let the starting gates open up again. So that's how I've kind of looked at this. Even being on my ass with the COVID, I'm like, man, I am pumped to get my energy back and hit it and beat the crap out of DoorDash and Uber on the ground. Their, their founders and execs aren't out there meeting people, giving out pizzas. I could tell you that. They're trying to get rid of people. They're, they're heading into robot mode on a whole other level. That's their company's agendas. Yep. Yeah. I guess one of the good things about the pandemic is you would think, we were starting to think that like in-person guerrilla marketing isn't cool anymore. And maybe after the pandemic, people are going to crave in-person conversation and they're going to appreciate that type of marketing. And I think we got to bring it back with the bang. I agree. I think people are going to appreciate community stuff more than ever. I think it'll be, an, it, we, we have to go in hard with the whole events and people being able to, us creating platforms for people to gather. No doubt about it. I think the one-on-one stuff will dominate around that. I think that has to be our front and center thing is the platforms where we're creating experiences to, to allow us to engage one-on-one to people. 100%. Absolutely. Totally agree. So that'll be exciting. And uh, yeah, guys, I, I think that's all I've got personally. Did you, did you have any current events you wanted to go over, Dan, that we didn't go over or Corey food for thought? I mean, you brought up the main thing about Trump getting COVID. Um, I don't know. And the stimulus thing today, he just. Yeah, I don't know. I was just going to bring that up as the other thing where, but I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a stimulus, whether it's in a month or in a week. Of course there will be. Yeah. Corey, anything you wanted to add? That's it. I feel like uh, Sean's trivia covers all my food for thought. I have a bunch of random food and stuff. So, yeah. So, food for thought, what's what's for dinner tonight, Corey? Are you going Philly cheesesteak? I think – no, I think uh, me and my dad are going to uh, just the Capitol Grill across the street. Nice. Can't go wrong, wrong with that. that. Yeah. Mike, what are you doing yeah. for dinner? I haven't had steak in quite some time. I don't know. What's the game plan? I don't know. Denver, you know, I, the food here has never been my big thing. I think it's pretty good. Oh, but. So, I mean, mom made a ton of food. I have a ton of food that mom made me. From last night? Yeah. I ate all that. Did you? Yeah. I show you, I have some ZD leftover. What's your plan? I don't know. I might go to Ocean Prime if they're still open. I drove Ooh. by there. I know if they're still open. I mean, Dan, I have. I love Ocean Technically, tomorrow I could see you. Like where yeah, this? I go back to Charleston tomorrow. What time? At like eleven thirty. When are you going to come out? To Charleston yeah. in the next couple of weeks. I, I was thinking I'm just going to come out there. Probably I'm, I, I was planning on going to Raleigh for Alex 35th, 23rd weekend. And then I would just come right to Charleston from there. Nice. So That's probably October 25th. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Um, 
we'll make that happen. And then, or, you know, maybe even sooner kind of winging it. Dude, this trip ended up being just a freaking disaster because I was told I had COVID and just couldn't do anything for the entire time I was here. I'm like so pissed with the way it played out. Yeah. I mean, Corey, yeah, we were all supposed to get together our family. Well, yeah, we are doing Arizona oh, though. Thanks. Yeah. Like, dude, I still, oh, yeah, we haven't even seen each other. And I no, haven't even on. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, well, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna come out to Charleston in a couple of weeks, regardless. So, but yeah, yeah. and we're, we got Scottsdale for uh, yeah. Scottsdale. That'll be fun. So yeah, uh, I think that wraps it up, guys. Sounds like in-person marketing is our uh, theme of theme of heading into the new year, and we need to turn back on these digital ads just to not piss away money on something that makes us feel good. Yeah. Yep. So we gotta stick to what works but also can't be afraid to try things that we have conviction on if we plan accordingly. For sure. I almost right, feel guys. like direct mailers could be something in Ogden we can talk it's about. It's funny you say that, Corey. I actually thought that came to mind today when uh, I was talking to my cousin Eric about his F45 marketing plan, yeah. and he said he sent out some direct mailers. I was going to bring that up to you guys. I was like, oh, you know what? I wonder if we should go back to that for – the times we're in right now for some I mean, direct call to action. It did, yeah. And for a change, people are actually at home. And they are. I actually think that's a great idea, Corey. I think we should really uh, consider doing that immediately. I agree. Especially yeah. with what we're doing now with the free delivery and we can go over the whole restaurant friendly stuff we have going on with the commissions, the reward yeah, points. With, There's a lot of good points. Yeah. More community people actually using us more than students. So yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt that makes a lot of sense right now. Let's go over that on the Hangout tomorrow. Let's do it. All right, guys. Later, guys. Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves, going all out. Every day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdown, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.